Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the Thunders' 136-118 to loss to the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night at Paycom Center. Some before the game were calling it the Barry Trammell Invitational, and it certainly lived up to the hype because, Barry, we had two Norman Northians, uh, two Bedlam rivals, uh, really impressed in this game. And it, it, it made for a fun storyline going into it, and it was even better than expected. Trey Young had 30 points in the first half, finished with a game-high 41 points, and Lindy Waters the third, 7 of 13 from three-pointer, and she scored a career-high 25 points. Um, the two of them, you know, they've they've battled with each other. They, they had a nice moment on the court after the game, hugged it out. Barry is a proud son of Norman. The floor is yours. Well, I mean... Maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but that's the only, I don't think so. That's the only two guys in Norman history uh, to make the NBA, and they light it up on the same court. You know, two vastly different storylines. One's an NBA superstar. One's a, a, a fringe player just trying to carve out his, his uh, path. But it was pretty dang cool. You know, I, I grew up in Norman. I went to Norman High. My daughter went to Norman North. My granddaughter went to Norman North as a freshman, has transferred to Norman High. Most of my friends from who were on the uh, teaching faculty at Norman High transferred to North when it opened. So I got a huge, you know, I got a huge connection to both schools. So it was a very proud night for Norman. Um, and I live about a mile and a quarter from Norman North, so. It's uh, it was pretty dang cool to see that, um, and really the whole state. I mean, because obviously the the Norman connection is cool, but then you know one is a freshman phenom and OU a top five pick. The other is a four year cowboy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and makes it to the G League. So just a really cool day for the state. No doubt about it. And uh, you know, I talked to Mike Boynton last week I guess it was uh, ran into him in Stillwater and we talked about Lindy and he's pretty optimistic about Lindy's uh, potential to stay in the league mm-hmm. um, well, I'm pretty optimistic about Trey's ability to stay in the league so <laughs> <laughs> what, one of you is making a bolder statement than the yeah, other <laughs> yeah but it, it's pretty cool uh, you know that they got to, uh, as you said it, it's a statewide thing because you know, Lindy was always a very uh, popular cowboy. Um, you know, he, even early in his career, I remember TV TV broadcasters doing OSU games would say, you know, uh, oh, Mike Boynton says, or Brad Underwood says, this Lindy Waters fellow was really valuable and the guy they can't play without. But, yeah, I remember that game down at Tech. Shoot, I can't 
can't remember what year it was. Let's see, Lindy was a freshman in 17, so 17, 18, 19, or 20. So it might have been, it might have been the 19 team uh, that made the finals. Um, OSU um, took them to overtime down in Lubbock, and Lindy had a big game. And uh, to see him persevere and, and get on this stage like he did tonight, uh, you know, it's one thing. It's one thing to score twenty three points. That's you know that's a, or I get it was one twenty three. Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. So that's cool. But I mean, on nine of fifteen shooting, you know, that's that's pretty solid basketball. So well, uh, and we we talked the other night. Like it's really hard to tell what's real and what's not. You know, but seven of thirteen three point shooting that that's real. That's hard to yeah. do against any competition. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, and of course. Trey had a phenomenal game. He had 19 in the first quarter, I think, and 11 in the second quarter, and then 11 in the third quarter, and then didn't play in the fourth. So yeah, he had he a scored monster. 41 game. without playing in the fourth quarter. His career high is 56. I mean, if this was a tight, tight game, maybe he could have gone for for that. Just he was he was just killing the Thunder. Obviously, their their defense isn't what it used to be. They're missing half the team and, and most of their defensive stoppers. But yeah, Trey Young gave them fits. It was actually Trey's first win in Oklahoma City. Um, as a Hawk, he had been 0-3. So he, he had talked about that before the game at, at shoot-around, that he wanted to get a win back here. So that was pretty cool. Um, just to read you Lindy's comment from after the game, he said, two kids from Norman meeting back up in the league. It's amazing. Um, of, the, of their conversation after the game, he said, I haven't really got to have a conversation with him for a while, at least since high school. That was all love. And Barry... I think it's like not a huge secret that maybe they, you know, they weren't necessarily tight friends or, or saw eye to eye, but tonight they they came together and and I thought it was notable that Lindy said we haven't really talked since high school. I mean, they played played against each other for a year um, in college, haven't kept up in the in the few years since you know Trey left OU. So um, tonight that was cool to see from that perspective. Yeah, and you know, there's there's all kinds of high schools across America. That have two players in the NBA, but um, there's not a, there's not a bunch of them, and there's not a bunch of public high schools, and they're not. Yeah, and most the, of them are basketball prep schools, right? Prep schools or private schools or you know a place that that all stars migrate to, not just a you know a public school in in uh, on the plains of Oklahoma. So it's a really cool it's a really cool story. And if you're keeping score at home, the answer is no. They did not win a state championship together. Um, Trey's junior year, which was Lindy's senior year, they lost to Putnam West in the state finals. Um, so, um, you know, even NBA talent isn't enough to get you over the hump sometimes. But it was um, it was a cool night. It was a cool night in Oklahoma, and uh, I thought of Lindy's family, and you know I. I sat in their living room. It would have been January of 16. January of 16, I think it was. He had been suspended from school for uh, Lindy. uh, Had uh, a silly Instagram or maybe it was a tweet. I can't remember what it was. Some social media post where he he posed with, what did they call it, an air gun? Yeah. Um, When... Said like an airsoft or pellet yeah, gun, something yeah, like that. Something stupid. Instead, just just 
idiocy from a 17 year old um, but school policy says you're you're uh, you're expelled and he got expelled and his his dad enrolled him up in Wichita at, I think it was Sunrise Christian real on sort of on a quick deal but uh, but then they got to talking and appealed and um, eventually he got back into school uh, and got to finish out the season so it, it was a you know that that was a, a big mess, and you you could see sort of the anxiety. And you know, Lindy didn't talk much. Lindy the third didn't talk much uh, then or now, really. But um, but you could see the anxiety and the, and sort of almost fear in his eyes at that point because he he wondered what was going to become of his not just his basketball career, but perhaps his life and. You know, to, to think of that night and then to see him tonight scoring 25 points against the Hawks and Trey out there, it's, it was a really cool. It was a really cool night. Well, and we went from talking about Lindy of, oh, this is a cool story, you know, local kid gets a shot on a, a two-way contract. There's a difference even between that and scoring 25 points in a game on 7 of 13 shooting and three straight games now, Barry, he's made four or more three-pointers in three straight games on 10-plus attempts in all of those games. So um, Mark Degnall said, hey, we know he can shoot. What we really want to see is him being able to find these shots and get those attempts up. Um, And he's, you know, getting a quantity of attempts without sacrificing the quality of them. And he's just really shooting the ball pretty well. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do, Do you think Lindy Waters will be on this team heading into next season? Um, I think he'll be. Uh, by by, what do you mean by on the team? Have at least a two way contract. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, this team or another? I mean, I I don't even know how the two way contracts work. Does you, that mean you can be on a two way up to two years? If you're so on you a two way, a two way. All right. If you're a two way player, it's not like being a G leaguer in that anybody can come and grab you if you're in the G league. Um. Yeah, that that's right. A, another team can't like claim okay. you if you're on a two-way contract. Okay. So, um, yes, I do think Lindy Waters will uh, be in training camp with the Thunder with some level of security, whether it's an, uh, whether it's a two-way contract or whatever. I don't know, but he has shown enough now. Let's see, uh, seven. He's forty-two of one seventeen on threes. That's, you know, I don't know what that is, but it's, you know, 35, 36%. I think he can shoot better than that. Um, He's got a decent, he's got more athletic ability than I remembered or thought Um, he had. How about the crutchy to Waters alley-oop tonight? That was, that was a (laughs) cool, and you know, that wasn't a, it wasn't textbook alley-oop. It's a little bit of a off-centered pass. He sort of had to reach out and grab it and throw it down like he was a, uh, you know, a big man or something. So um, he his, he had. I don't think he's a great defender. He may not even be a good defender. But from what we can tell, he's not getting torched. So yeah. I think he can learn even more. And you know, I think you know when uh, I wrote that deal when he got when he got signed. You know that the Duncan Robinson story. Robinson story you know, he's yeah. got at if least you can a chance. Shoot, there's a there's a place for and you. He's got at least a chance, and here's the deal: Duncan Robinson didn't didn't fill it up his first chance, that first partial year with Miami. 
So, yeah. um, you know, the, the same thing holds true for Lindy. I think Lindy will get another shot. Yeah, and Lindy was a higher-level player going into college because Duncan Robinson started, what, D3, I think, before he transferred yeah, that's um, exactly to that. Michigan. Uh, let, let's talk about another G League. Well, I said let's talk about another G League player. The Thunder exclusively <laughs> played G League players tonight. Um, but let's talk about another two-way player from the blue, Olivier Saar. He also had a career high tonight, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 6 of 9 shooting. Barry, this might be more on the case of, okay, someone's got to get those points. Someone's got to uh, get those rebounds. The Thunder's only playing eight, eight players out there. But what do you see from Saar? He's got a surprisingly good touch from outside. I don't see a lot inside. Um, I don't see a lot that makes you excited that he might be a backup center in the league. Whereas, you know, Moses Brown, who we never really thought was a you know, a long-term potential player. But you saw stuff out of him. I mean, he'd have 20 rebounds or he'd have four dunks or night. You know, he... He sort of impacted the game outside of Sar throwing up a you know an occasional three pointer. You don't you don't really sense that he's in the game, so I'm not as excited about his potential. Um, yeah, Moses Brown also had like a four inch height advantage. Right, he's seven foot two <laughs> or seven foot three. How tall is Sar? Six eleven, six ten. I think he's listed at six ten. Okay. You know, Moses Brown seven two or seven three and looked it. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in other words, I, I, I'm not I'll as excited. Myself, to... Sars listed at seven foot. I that might be stretching it a, a tad, but he's yeah. listed at seven foot. I'm not as excited about Sars as I was Moses Brown, and I wasn't excited about Moses Brown. Now, if Olivia Sar was from Norman North, maybe I'd be excited about him. <laughs> so let's just let's just be honest here. Table of truth time, but. Um, France is no no Norman North. Yeah, so. no, no, no. Although we have a sister city, Norman has a sister city. I think it's in France, if I'm not mistaken. If it's uh, Niort, N I O R T, then uh, Niort probably. Then maybe that maybe that's it, Barry, because that's I, where Sars from. I haven't thought of that in forever. Maybe Norman's sister city's in Japan. I'll have to look that up. Norman. Do- Oklahoma do sister city. cities like do anything with, with, yeah, with each they, other? Like yeah, they do things like you know similar proclamations with the city council, that kind of thing. So um, you know they're not they don't they don't sign international trade compacts. <laughs> you know we're not we're not sending them you know we're not sending them tortillas from Terra Humera or anything. I don't think uh, that would be an act of diplomacy. Yeah, I would think so, um, but. Uh, uh, but that's, I don't know. Let's funny. see. Norman, Oklahoma, sister city. Sister cities of Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, well, here you go. Clermont Ferrand, France. It's an hyphenated. It's a university city in central France. So there you go. That's well, pretty cool. Olivier Sar might, might know something about that. Yeah. Um, Norman's got four sister cities. Why do we need four sister cities? What Kobe, are the others? Sika, Japan. Colima, Mexico, and uh, Arezzo, Italy, which I've been to Arezzo, Italy. It's, that's it's, pretty cool. That's the one that's got the uh, got the uh, OU satellite campus yeah. on it. OU and Arezzo. Yeah. Did you did you study abroad, 
when you went no, to when you, I didn't. You? I kind of wish I would. I had some friends. I had a uh, a really close friend who went to Arezzo, though. It's a cool town. It's a really cool place. It's it's a town a little smaller than Norman, uh, but half the city is ancient. You know, it's uh, you know the buildings from a thousand years old with streets no wider than a bedroom. Um, and then the other half looks like downtown Norman in 1968. So, uh, <laughs> seriously, I mean, they had a Singer sewing machine store. Um, so I just thought it was a completely charming place. I really did. That's that's good. Uh, Barry, one of our favorite Italians was unavailable tonight. I, I was sad to not see Danilo Gallinari on the floor. Yeah. Uh, it's probably best for somebody like me and maybe you I don't know whoever and maybe all everybody to not seem this is not this is not it's it may it, it's it, it's a little bit uh, what's the word melancholy to see you know Chris Paul's coming in Sunday uh, Gallinari Schroeder you know yeah. that, you think back to the 2020 season and how how cool that team that team was then the pand the pandemic got us we had the four month layoff yeah. finish it up I in feel, the bubble i feel like we'll always have a more fond uh just vision of of schroeder just because that was such that was such an outlier really i mean he had big scoring seasons in atlanta but he was so efficient that year um yeah. for the thunder and uh, gallinari obviously complimented those guys well shay was like the the third point guard on that team and Remember, they had those three-point guard lineups who were the best three-man grouping in the NBA. So, um, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. This is a big, like, reunion stretch or Oklahoma ties coming up. You had Trey Young tonight. You've got Cade Cunningham coming in, and then you've got Chris Paul coming in. So, all, all pretty fun ones. Um, yeah, no, no doubt about it. No Trey Mann tonight. Still out with a hamstring strain. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, his second game back, he played 16 minutes off the bench. Um, Maladon had 18, 8 and 4. Roby had 14 and 9. Um, Barry, any anything uh, else Thunder related that? Uh, well, the missed? defense was abysmal. For crying out oh, loud. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the game really. Yeah. Well, I think did Atlanta make. 13 of its first 16 shots, I think it was. Something crazy. Yeah, they, were, like they were 10 of 14 from three to start. In the first quarter, Atlanta was 15 of 19 in the first quarter and might have missed its last shot. I'll look at that. But, yeah, the defense was just abysmal. There's not any question about that. Yeah. But I don't know what you – I mean, I don't know why I'd expect anything else. I, I should have mentioned that earlier because we did see Thunder history tonight. 85 points is the most points the Thunder has ever given up in a half. Really? Yeah. The previous high was 82 points. Remember when the Pacers came in here at the end of last season and blew them out? Um, So not even the Grizzlies in that 72-point loss. They had a shot at 90 in the first half. Um, They slowed down a little bit uh, scoring-wise. Um, but I, I had my eye on that, and it was crazy. They were making everything. Yeah, it, they, they, there was not there was not much defense being played. It was open threes and and uh, easy drives to the bucket. Um, yeah, and just the like Kevin Herter was eight of ten. Um, Bogdanovich played well. Um, 
your good friend TLC was back in town. You know, I don't. Um, what do you think happened to him? Everywhere he's gone, they've played him and used him, and he's been semi-valuable. And he comes here, and he gets in the doghouse and never gets out. <laughs> wonder what yeah, that I was all know. about. Uh, it's a Billy know. Donovan deal, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying Billy was wrong. Heck, he may have had justification. But Yeah, but this – the defense was, was just abysmal. And uh, the Hawks got up by 34 points in this game. Um, Barry, this, this made me think because I thought – you know, someone said during the game, like, do you think this is going to get Grizzlies bad? And I was, you know, chances are no, because that's the worst it's ever been in NBA history. <laughs> but I thought it I thought it was, you know, could be a 50-point loss or something like that. And it really put it into context. The Hawks were up by 34 points. It seemed like it was an absolute massacre. And it made me think that's not even half no. of what the Grizzlies <laughs> beat the Thunder by. Like, it's... To put a 72-point loss into context, it's, it's just crazy that that happened. That seems like forever ago, uh, that Memphis yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. But, so. but this one was ugly, and then the Thunder actually outscored the Hawks in the second half, so it, so it wasn't bad. Um, Barry, did, how, how, how about this? So first quarter, 42-24. to 24. Uh, palindromes uh, of each other. We were we were all saying that word a lot today. Um, second quarter, 43-34. You flip those, it's the same score. Halftime score is 85-58. to 58. So first quarter, second quarter, and halftime score were all uh, palindrome scores of each other. All right, I, have a qu- I saw that, and, and I, was, <laughs> I was fascinated by that. I have a question. I yeah. know, I know my, I'm very good at sort of solid math. Deep math, I'm totally you're, lost. You're good at No, you, you carry so, us in the math department. So here's my question. Yeah. This, what, would you call it a triple palindrome? Is that what you'd call it? Yeah. If you I have, know what you're going to ask. If you have a double palindrome, does that automatically mean? Does it have to mean, be a triple? Does that automatically mean? Like if you have a palindrome in the first quarter or first half, whichever, whatever you, the first quarter, yeah, first quarter and second quarter. First quarter does, and second quarter. Does that mean you automatically have one at halftime? Okay, well, let's just he, – here's the thing. I asked somebody the same exact question. I'm terrible at math, by the way. It's always been my weakest subject throughout my whole life. But I, I asked someone that same question, and we thought about it. I don't know, but but let's just, let's just make up a score. Say it's – if it would have been – Okay, 31-13. 31-13, yeah. And then name a second quarter score. Um, well, that'd have to be something realistic, so let's go uh, 20, let's go... 32-23. Uh, uh, That's a good one. Okay, 32-23. Well, then the final is 63-36, so wow. there you go. So I think that's so. I wonder if anyone's ever uh, discovered this. Or I do not making know. A mathematical discovery. This is the. This is literally <laughs> the closest I've ever come to feeling like the Big Bang Theory. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like we figured out like a matrix in the I, universe I, 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 or something. No, I'm, I'm like Leonard. I'm like Leonard on the Big Bang Theory. I've discovered something of semi usefulness to to mankind. That's that's fascinating though because. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't think that logically that would be the case, but you can't argue with a, a two-set sample size. You just can't argue with it. 
We're going to do another one just for fun. <laughs> yeah, do another okay, one. Okay, 4334, 5445. Then the, the score is 97, 79. That's it. If you have a if you have a double palindrome, it's automatic. You're going to have a triple. You're going to there's, have a triple. There's, there's surely like a name for this phenomenon. Eighty-four I mean, forty-eight, uh, <laughs> sixty-one to sixteen. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. One twenty-five, uh, sixty-four. So, no, one forty-five, sixty-four. So. It has its yeah, limits. Yeah, the, the, the digits have to be lined up. You have to have, yeah, you got to stay in de- single digits. Yeah, if you get that's over. It's just so weird that that would be a rule. Yeah. It's, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. Because when I, when I wrote that and when we were talking about it, I thought, well, how crazy is it that not only the first. The first two quarters were a palindrome, but the halftime scores a palindrome, and now I feel dumb because that. I wonder. Has, it I wonder has if to be this is. Case. I wonder if this is an achievement somewhere on the level of pi. Um, <laughs> Three point one four, whatever, 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 whatever. I feel like we should publish like our findings. Yes, or maybe <laughs> just call a math professor. <laughs> <laughs> It just uh, he might tell us this. Mind blowing. Uh, yeah, he might tell us this, and the uh, you know the GI Bill will get us enrolled in class. Maybe that's what he'll <laughs> tell us. <laughs> I wonder if there's ever been an NBA game that has had palindromes for all four quarters. I don't know. Not because like of some of some of them are like impossible. Because you think about it, it can't be. I don't even know what I'm saying now. Like, if you score 19 in a quarter, no one's going to score 91 in a quarter. So No, but I saw a half. I saw a half. I saw a half. Maybe my favorite half of Thunder history. When the Thunder outscored the Rockets 70 to 19 in the second half. This was in the Harden era in Houston. That's crazy. And Thunder was terrible in the first half. But they outscored the the Rockets seventy to nineteen in the second half. Rockets scored nine and ten in the two quarters. I need to find that game. Yeah. So I feel like things, I need to place a call to, like the Elias Sports Bureau, and see if they've done any. Research oh, they don't. They they wouldn't know what you're talking about. You you got to you're going <laughs> to have to go to a man. You got to go to a university. You got to go to a think tank. You got to hey. I'm afraid of math professors. I, I can't talk to anyone mathematically inclined. I wonder if this is more basic than maybe we thought. I mean, uh, I wonder if, like, keeping in the spirit of the, the, of the uh, it subject line. It doesn't seem basic. What if we it call Norman North's math? Maybe Norman North's math department. They might be able to I, tell us. Yeah. I mean, th- there's got to be some sort of rule that explains it. Now that's where I get lost in math. When they introduce rules, that's where they lose. They lost me. You know, if you're sticking with numbers, but when you deal with rules, that's when I said, you know what? I'm migrating to the humanities. You're so. good at doing math in your head, though. Like when you were calculating uh, Lindy's three-point percentage, like I mean, I could give you a ballpark number, but I would just like guess based on the two numbers rather than actually doing the math. Most of that's due to my fascination with baseball batting averages from, you know, the early 1970s. 
you had to you had to sort of get with the speed get get with the get with the program in math or you could get lost in baseball um, 50 years ago so I applaud baseball for for helping me there yeah, I think I made my first B in math in as a junior in algebra 2 and I was wise enough to say you know what the train is slowing down and this is a good time to jump <laughs> and that's what well, I did I got to tell my I got to tell my math story you had to have based on how I tested or whatever I, I had to take at least one math class in college uh, I had to have one credit of math class and I my math class that I took was introduction to logic which was taught in the philosophy department and it counted as a math class because I picked anything that had nothing to do with numbers. So I did a, a lot of like, if not that, then this or whatever. I, I don't remember, you know, some of the, the logical things that I solved. But those are those are the depths I went to to avoid numbers. Yeah, I don't I don't I can't blame you for that one. I cannot blame yeah. you for that one. OK, well, uh, that was fun. I I just I feel like we've. I feel like the, the, the listenership of this podcast is going to explode given that we've found a new mathematical theory. Uh, not even a theory, it's we've, we've proven it. Um, we'll have to find out something for it to be called. Maybe we'll discuss that next time on the Thunder Buddies podcast. But for now, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back with you Friday to recap Kate Cunningham's return to Oklahoma when the Thunder hosts the Pistons. <laughs>